This is Sam Van Buskirk. This is Tom Blake. And we're going to talk about whether communion is a Passover Seder. And we're going to see if we can go deeper into communion uh, or the Lord's table. Different traditions have different names for it. But yeah. let's, let's see if we can break it down a little bit. And as you can see, we have this table set up here because... Well, this is a Passover Seder plate. So we've got different elements of the traditional Jewish Passover Seder. We have unleavened bread or matzah over here. And we have wine glasses. So we're going to essentially look at the Passover Seder and kind of see how it connects to the Lord's table. Yeah, that's good because if we just had this stuff up here for no reason, it'd be kind of awkward not to talk about it. That would be pretty strange. Yeah. Let's look at the text says and we'll kind of build from there. So let's go to Luke 22 mm -hmm. verse 14 and this is the origin of communion this is yeah. where the the ritual the ceremony the the where it comes from mm -hmm. and it's also known of course as the last supper you've yeah. heard this terminology before which by the way what this means is is that of course yeshua is jewish mm -hmm. but his disciples are from the american south you know that right because <laughs> they're having <laughs> supper Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah. So clearly this, wow. this is an, a long-standing American tradition to have Last Supper. Because it it's not dinner. Right. Okay. It would be dinner right. otherwise. Right. And if they were hobbits, it'd be like Second Supper. <laughs> so here we are. We're in Luke 22, 14. When the hour came, Yeshua reclined at the table and the emissaries with him. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So just pause right here because I like this part. So sometimes we forget because this isn't often read when you take yeah. communion. But even in the context of the new covenant here, it's mm -hmm. like he's saying this is a Passover meal. Yeah. So this that's the context of taking the bread and the wine. Right. So according to the text. Right. So it's just right there. Yeah. Jump to 17. 17. And when he had taken a cup and offered the bracha, he said... What's a bracha? Blessing. A blessing. Okay. Blessing. So he gave thanks. He gave thanks. Yeah. He said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you that I will never drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken the matzah and offered the bracha, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in memory of, re of me. In the same way, he took the cup after the meal, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So a lot of people don't know this, but for the first about 200 years, mm -hmm. uh, communion was always done as a part of a covenantal meal. Oh, cool. Yeah. So because why? Because they're looking at the text here, and they're saying, Oh, okay. This is a meal. So they would right. have meals together, and that was the part of the ceremony when they would have mm. uh, the bread and the wine. It doesn't mean you always have to do a meal. Sure. We don't always do that today. But the point was it was covenantal. Mm -hmm. And so this is something you participate in as a family. Yeah. In the text here, you even see, he's talking about the, the new covenant uh, in my blood, it mm -hmm. says. Mm -hmm. That his blood is poured out for us. Mm -hmm. And when you look in the text of the New Covenant, it's talking about, and it says it in Matthew 26 as well, that he forgives our sins. Right. right? So this is, of course, why we read uh, these passages when we do take communion. So you're remembering the fact that he's suffering for our sins, and 
He's saving us from right. our sins. So that's yeah. the simple answer. Right. Suffering for sin and the salvation that he right. brings. Yeah. yeah. So that's communion. Yeah. So what are the main elements of a Passover Seder? Yeah. Let's look. I mean, this is the kind of interesting part because right. the main elements, there are a lot of traditional mm -hmm. elements over the centuries, mm -hmm. okay? And we don't know exactly what okay. this Last Supper uh, Passover meal looked like with, mm -hmm. with Yeshua and the disciples. But we know s sort of what it looked like because we have the text here in Luke and in Matthew. And, and so we, ha we have some, some suggestions of what it looked like, yeah. right? Yeah. But we know for sure we have matzah. For sure, right. And we have wine. Mm -hmm. And we know it's a meal. So right. we actually have very much directly connected these two uh, ceremonies, if you will. So, okay, then I have a question. Why matzah? As opposed to... As opposed to bread. Bread, that's yeah. a good... Well, so this is, again, it's Passover. Mm -hmm. That's the context. So, like he said in the text, you have an eager desire to eat this Passover with you. Right, right. And so the Jewish people, uh, according to uh, the Torah, Leviticus mm -hmm. 23 and other passages, says that they have to eat matzah for seven days. It's called the... Actually, Passover isn't one day. It's the... Feast of Passover. It's right. actually seven days long. Right. So they're required to not eat any regular bread, any mm -hmm. leavened bread. It can't yeah. even be in their homes, according to the text. So, I mean, in all reality, he would have been eating this matzah. And so to partake of matzah, even when you do communion, it's appropriate. It's very appropriate. Instead of a large loaf or something like that. Now, I mean, you know, there's grace there, but, but what he was doing was he was eating the matzah at the meal. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not wrong. There are different traditions. Some eat, some say you should never eat leaven. Some oh. say you always have the. But regardless, we're just trying to show the connections between exactly. communion and Passover. Exactly. So when we remember Passover, then mm -hmm. what are we remembering when we're thinking of Passover? Mm -hmm. What what's the Passover story? Or the some of the main elements of the Passover story. Yeah. So the main elements of the pa Passover story would be the Passover lamb. You know, mm -hmm. the, the Lord says that, uh, you know, the, the, the people of Israel are supposed to take a lamb into their home and then they slaughter the lamb, put the lamb on the, the lamb's blood on the doorposts and the lentils. Mm -hmm. um, and they eat the meal together. So right. you're remembering those things. Yeah. Yeah. They're remembering their salvation, For right? Sure. They remember that they're delivered from Egypt. Right. From the suffering of Egypt. Exactly. Right. They're slaves in Egypt. They're. Uh, having to make bricks and mm -hmm. not a good life at all. So there's suffering and then there's salvation. So you can already already see that yeah. suffering happens with Yeshua mm -hmm. and then salvation in Yeshua and Passover is about suffering, yeah. telling the story of the suffering. Yeah. And then, of course, deliverance or salvation from Egypt. Yeah. So we have very... Uh, significant parallels, I guess. And yeah. in Jewish tradition, when you partake of the Passover Seder, they say you're supposed to enter the story as if you were actually there. Mm, that's good. So they're trying to get us to enter into the story. Therefore, we eat the elements, mm -hmm. right? We eat the matzah, we drink wine, we drink uh, or we eat uh, even maror or horseradish, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, if we do get to have salvation, it's yeah. kind of cool that he allows us to enter into it by, well, he even says in John 6, he says, eat my flesh yeah. and drink my blood, right. which is 
pretty poignant. Sounds sounds a little off, but, yeah. but it's it's he's making a point there. He's making a point and he's inviting people yeah. in to enter into the physical mm-hmm. which connects us with the spiritual reality. Right, right. So this is part of the biblical um, story really that the physical and the spiritual yeah. worlds are not separate. Right. So it's really I think kind of the Lord in that mm. sense yeah. to invite us in and this is how Jewish Tradition really, they're very much focused mm-hmm. on this physical reality and not just the spiritual. And it makes it so tangible. You know, sometimes when you know, if you're if you grew up in the church, if you you know grew up in religious circles, like you, sometimes you do things and you forget why you do them. Mm-hmm. And so the physicality of taking these different elements, and even the physicality of communion, you take the bread of the matzah and you taste it. Mm-hmm. And it lingers in your mouth, and you feel mm-hmm. it. It 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 elicits emotion. It should, you mm-hmm. know, and, and mm-hmm. as you remember what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, and it should help you enter the story. Yeah, and I think that's like when you take communion, right. the Lord's saying, "I'm inviting you into the story." Mm. And so now we're going to invite. Well, it's hard to have you in the story because you can't eat it with us, right. but. <laughs> What we're going to do is just do a few of the elements uh, from a traditional Passover Seder. So let's begin. And again, the beginning, this this part of Passover that's hard to connect with is the suffering part. Yeah, right. So it's suffering and salvation is what we're remembering. Mm -hmm. And so one of the highlights of the Passover Seder is to enter into the suffering through eating the what's called the maror. So mm-hmm. let's let's look at the passage and kind of connect yeah. you first here. You can see where that this came from because over the years the Jewish people they they didn't just make up these elements. They they they're connecting them all to different aspects of the story of the Exodus, right? Yeah. So we're in Exodus 12 and we're in verse five. Your lamb is to be without blemish, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You must watch over it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to slaughter it at twilight. They are to take the blood and put it on the two doorposts and upon the crossbeam of the houses where they will eat it. They are to eat the meat that night roasted over the fire. With matzot and bitter herbs they are to eat it. And then, you know, skipping down to verse 14, it says that this is to be a memorial for you. So here, here they are. They're saying this verse that we're highlighting is that they are to, with matzo and bitter herbs, yeah. they are to eat it. So this is where in Jewish tradition they've said, all right, we're going to enter into this remembrance of the Passover story by eating bitter herbs. Mm-hmm. And the word in Hebrew there is maror. Mm-hmm. So traditionally this has been understood as horseradish. Mm. So Sam... Why don't we eat some horseradish and we can kind of enter into the story. You ready? Okay, let's do it. All right? All right. Looks like we got it. Wow. It's like amazing. It's it's like a a trick. (laughs) Camera trick. Watch out. (laughs) So here we are. We've got the matzah and we have the horseradish. So let's go ahead. uh, Bete Avon. Enjoy. Bete Bet something. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh, man. Ah! 
Oh man. <laughs> so there's a. Oh. <laughs> the Jewish tradition is you're supposed to eat enough horseradish so that you cry. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to zoom in on Sam's face, but uh. Where'd you get this? <laughs> Uh, I think I cried, so we fulfilled that obligation. My tummy hurts. Wow. <laughs> we should have eaten before we did that. <laughs> Is this gluten-free? Uh, I don't know. That's a good... <laughs> so I learned something. <laughs> I learned something this week that Pharaoh, he, speaking of suffering, That Pharaoh was also known as the Egyptian god Horus. Have you heard this? No. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, I just think that was hilarious because I just connected that we ate horse radish. Horse radish. <laughs> like, but he really was. He's known as this. He knows a lot of different types of gods, all these Egyptian gods. And Pharaoh was like the manifestation of Horus or something. I, I thought we but, ate Moror because they had to make bricks without Mororter. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, that's not why at all. It just came to me. <laughs> Woo! This will make you want to drink wine if you don't drink wine. So, <laughs> why'd we do that? <laughs> I gotta drink a wine. Yeah. Woo! Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want any more? I'll pass. You sure? Seconds? You didn't eat all yours. It's <laughs> cheating. Oops. Okay. Moving along. So. <laughs> but mine's all gone. <laughs> I think I cried more than you anyway. Uh, so mm. Passover is about remembering the suffering of Israel. Right. But it's also remembering that God saved them mm -hmm. from the Egyptian slavery. Yeah. So. We don't just connect with the suffering. That's the beginning of the Seder, but we don't end with the suffering. We head toward uh, highlighting the salvation. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna look at Exodus 12 now and kind of show uh, the story talking about the salvation of the Jewish people. So obviously the Lord brings them out of Egypt from the bondage and slavery and through the Red Sea. So we're in Exodus 12. 25 verse 25 i'll just read it it says when you come into the land which the lord will give you as he has promised you are to keep this ceremony now when it happens that your children ask you what does this ceremony mean to you and the word ceremony here is the word avodah which means work or worship really mm. so he's like he's giving them this this ceremonial worship service if you will of remembrance and your children are going to ask you why you're eating horseradish, okay? <laughs> why he are you says, doing that? This is how you should answer them. You are to say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover lamb. Mm. Because he passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck down the Egyptians, but spared our households. So the people bowed their heads and they worshiped. Wow. And this is my favorite part, because he's saying... Yeah. 
I want you to remember the Passover lamb. Yeah. The Lord's Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. That's why you're doing Passover. That's why yeah. you're doing this Seder is to remember the Lord's Passover lamb, which sounds an awful lot like <laughs> this hint to, to Yeshua. For sure, for sure. And then their response mm-hmm. to the Passover lamb is what? Worship. Worship. Wow. The response to hearing and remembering that he delivered them from Pharaoh mm-hmm. and he brought them out of Egypt was that they were to worship. Wow. wow. And so, I mean, this has all of communion wrapped yeah. up right inside of it. Right. Now, let's, let's talk about the matzah itself. We were just talking about how in this Seder, we're seeing salvation. We're seeing Yeshua. It's, it's starting to point really obviously to Yeshua and to communion. But we want to talk about the matzah itself. And there's this part in the Seder where you actually talk about the afikomen. So hand, hand me that. So one of the amazing things about the Seder is that there's this part of the Seder where you actually take a piece of matzah and you break it. And it's called the afikomen. And what's cool about the afikomen is that actually in Greek it means the coming one. And so you literally take this piece during or in the beginning of the of the seder and you wrap it in a white cloth and when you're done wrapping it you hide it and then it's hidden it goes away and then it comes back at the end of the meal and the children actually go find it it's kind of fun they usually get a prize but it's it's amazing that this is part of the seder this isn't necessarily something that Yeshua was like, hey, I want you to do this part in remembrance of me. It's like this is built mm-hmm. into the Seder, right. right? And then the amazing thing is, is that when you look at a piece of matzah, it's, it's striped. Like it has these literal stripes on it. And, it's, and you probably can't see it, but it actually has holes in it. It's pierced. And so obviously, what does that sound like? This sounds like Yeshua. And then you take this at the end of the Seder, and this is the last thing that lingers in your mouth at the end of the Seder. You take it, you break it, you eat it, and that taste lingers mm-hmm. and it stays with you. Mm-hmm. And, and it just reminds me so much of the actual act of taking communion. It's like right. We take his body and we mm-hmm. remember who he is, what he's done, and he is the coming one. Right. That's who he is. Yeah, it's all right there. It's all right I there. Mean, it, it tells the whole story. Uh, of Yeshua and his broken body and, you know, hiding yep. for three days right. and coming back out. It's all there. It's so beautiful. And then right after the matzah and the afikomen, mm-hmm. then you have this, actually the third cup of wine. So mm. in the traditional Seder, there are four cups of wine. And the reason is because it's actually based on Exodus chapter 6, mm-hmm. which we can look at in a second. But Part of it is because there's a lot of blood that's shed. You have the sacrifice. Right. It points to the sacrificial system. It points to the lambs, all the lambs that were shed uh, in order for the Jewish people to be able to be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's significant, though, that we get to the third cup mm-hmm. after the meal. So the afikoman is eaten after the meal. Mm-hmm. And then we drink the third cup because the third cup is the cup of redemption. Mm. So let's look at Exodus 6 because 
Jewish tradition takes the four cups from what's called the I wills of Exodus 6. Yeah. So if you want to read Exodus yeah. 6, 6 through 8. Therefore say to B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, I am Adonai, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you to myself as a people, and I will be your God. You will know that I am Adonai, your God, who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. So I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and give it to you as an inheritance. I am Adonai. So we won't go through all the cups, but you can actually see them all in there, all these I will statements. Mm -hmm that the Lord uh, is saying about what he's going to do, that he's going to fulfill his covenants to the patriarchs uh, through Israel mm -hmm. uh, coming out of Egypt. Uh, but then what's great about this passage is that it says um, that he's promising redemption and yeah. they're going to drink this redemption cup. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if we go to Luke 22, which we already read earlier, verse 20, I just want to read this again. It says, in the same way, he took the cup after the meal, saying, mm -hmm. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So we're back to the Last Supper scenario here. And Yeshua and the disciples, mm -hmm. right? They're after the meal, they take this cup. Yeah. And they're, they're most likely connecting it back to Exodus 6. For sure. And the whole story of the Passover. And he's saying the I wills and the redemption here. Wow is the new covenant, which was promised in Jeremiah. Mm. And he's saying, this is my blood, yeah. which is shed for you. Right. It's, it's amazing. It, like when you think about all that Yeshua says, like he doesn't, he doesn't ever mince words, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He always has very pointed words. He mm -hmm. says the I am's all throughout John. Mm -hmm. And then he's saying these things very pointedly. I will. This yeah. is the fulfillment of what I said. You know, right. thousands of years ago, right. this is who I am, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's incredible. They're probably pretty excited, right? I would imagine. Right. They're like, is this is this really happening? What's <laughs> maybe they're not connecting all the sure. dots quite yet. Sure. Uh, they do seem to be, you know, not always catching on. Mm -hmm. But I think part of they might have been a little bit overwhelmed as well, shell shocked or something, <laughs> but, right? Right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do one more cup because I think this other cups pretty awesome. Yeah. So if you go to Matthew 26, this is the other version of the Last Supper. After singing the Hallel, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Mm. Oh, sorry, verse 29. But I say to you, I will never drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink anew with you in my Father's kingdom. And then they sing these these psalms, the Hallel are, are psalms from Psalm 113 to 118. Mm -hmm. But this is known as the fourth cup, yeah. which is the cup of consummation. Or the it has another name, the cup of praise. Mm -hmm. This is why they have the psalms here that they sang afterwards. Yeah. So what this means is, is that this fourth cup is pointing to the return of Yeshua. Wow. And Yeshua is saying, I'm not going to drink this cup until you see me again. He's, he's yeah. pointing to that day, the wedding supper of the Lamb, right? This is yeah. the last supper. Then there's the wedding supper of the Lamb, yeah. right? This, this marriage between the bride and the bridegroom. He's being very prophetic. He's being very right? prophetic, yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me of, that, of the 1 Corinthians passage 
when Paul says, for as often as you drink of this, uh, you proclaim the Lord's death until right. he comes. Right, exactly. It's this, it's this yeah. anticipation. Right. And so we're declaring that he's not just the God that right. that was was killed and was buried and was resurrected. He's actually coming back. Right. right? So you're proclaiming it until he until does what he comes. says he's going to do. Right. Yeah. And I love that they sing about it. Right. They're, they're singing <laughs> about it. And that connects back to the Exodus 12 where... They're supposed to worship, yeah. right? Their response, yeah. I mean, they're seeing the Passover lamb. They're eating yeah. with the Passover lamb. Wow. And they're like, let's worship, right? And they begin to sing mm. in celebration of their salvation. Wow, right? wow. So, Sam, would you mm-hmm. say that there is a connection between uh, communion and Passover Seder? A bit, a yeah, bit. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's amazing that... Uh, when I think about it, Yeshua didn't just show up on the scene and make up something new, right? right? He didn't just pull things out of thin air. He's actually being the covenantally faithful God that we know he is. Mm-hmm. And he's being, uh, the, his, his thought process, his actions, they're all congruent with mm-hmm. his faithfulness and right. his covenantal faithfulness. Right. Yeah. And so what he's doing in, in this meal is what he's been doing the whole time. Right. Yeah, so when you take communion, yeah. you can remember that this is, yeah. it's like a mini messianic Passover Seder. <laughs> every time, every time, right. yeah. Or you could say that communion is like a a, a really short Seder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so it's just really fast. Right. Um, but but it's, it's important to remember that because when you go to the table of the Lord, when you go to communion, you're taking these elements and sometimes it can be, what, five, ten minutes or something like that. And it's like, no, but you're actually entering into something that is huge and it's it's centuries old, yeah. right? And so it, it's not just this one and done thing, this, right. this quick ritual or this quick act. Mm-hmm. It's connecting to the whole salvation story right. that Yeshua and the Lord and the Holy Spirit have been up to this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, the Passover uh, ritual is the longest continuous religious ceremony in human history. Wow. That continues to this day. Yeah. So this is yeah. this long story that you can enter into every time you take communion. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching this episode of Grafted. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episodes. And uh, now it's time to find the Afikoman. I know where it is. Two, one.